Hi, welcome, welcome to our uh, Dream to Rise podcast. And this is Cynthia Concordia, your your coach and uh, your host. And you know what? Uh, my my guest speaker is uh, is a special one. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you will be able to relate to her because especially for those who are starting with their business and then uh, experiencing so much in terms of uh, abuse, uh, she will be able to give us some kind of enlightenment. And uh, well, she is an accomplished and entrepreneur, an international best-selling author and speaker who has started seven successful businesses all on a skinny budget. Oh my, I need to get some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> and that she is a survivor of a narcissist, narcissistic abuse. She is a write, uh, she's writing actually now her latest book on the subject and coaches others seeking uh, others seeking awareness and release of this type of bondage. And with a diversified background, which includes trade show, oh my, this is another one, trade show development, mm -hmm. medical compliance and marketing and sales. She has coached thousands in this and many other areas as well. And she has been consistently rated high as having the patience and know how to get you on track to start your business idea without worrying about finding the money, figuring the licenses needed, having the right supplies or equipment and more. This is what we need because a lot of uh, uh, people can't start their business because of lack of money. And uh, I'm sure we we will be able to get more information and tips from you. And then additionally, she has served on boards of directors and advisors four times in her career span, served as a leader in business and community organizations, as well as started two professional associations. Oh my. <laughs> Without further ado, I'm so excited to have our guest speaker. Let us welcome Dr. Sandra E. Stansil. Welcome, Dr. Song. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do feel welcome. And thank you so much for that. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Thank you so much for being here with us. It's Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So I I have to say that um, first, I I love the, the title of um, your program. Uh, dream to rise. That is so important because so many people have dreams mm -hmm. and um, they either, they keep the dreams inside of them. Some of them, I've heard people say that they take them to their grave or they'll start them and they don't carry them out. Um, but um, but dream to rise. If you dream and then you rise you know, to that dream, I love that title. I just love that. So I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to tell you how I had a dream and I rose to the dream. <laughs> oh, yes. We're all excited to listen to your story. So let us start. So can you, I, I'm sure you're willing to share your story, no? And then share with us what what really brought you to where you are right now because of the, your past journey, uh, past experiences. Okay. Okay, good. So when I came up, I came up as, um, I'll start in, in childhood. I came up 
um, as a uh, the baby in a family, but I came up as the oldest because my uh, my, uh, my older siblings were actually uh, older than me. They were up to about nine, no, seven years older, 10 to seven years older than, well, seven to 10, I'll put it that way. <laughs> the oldest was 10 years older and the younger one before me was seven years older. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, my parents uh, uh, separated and divorced and um, and both had remarried and I was with my mother. And so she remarried and um, had another child. And so I had a, a, a little brother after, you know, after me. And I came up as an oldest, even though I was the, basically the baby of the family. So I had a, had the oldest, you know, uh, responsibility and mentality. And and uh, he was my responsibility. So coming up and growing, uh, going to school, I prepared his breakfast and, you know, and all kinds of things like that. And then I went on to school, graduated, um, went into, you know, uh, went to college. I put myself through college. And while I was putting myself through college, I learned of, um, uh, actually, I was in the process of, I was trying to make my income drop so that I can get scholarships and grants and so ah. forth, you know, pay for it. <laughs> and instead, my income skyrocketed. And it skyrocketed because, and I say income, but revenue as well, because it, that's how I got into business. It skyrocketed because I did not know that I had really good sales and marketing skills. And so in that process, I met uh, someone, well, I met a gentleman who um, was uh, well-versed in that area and just got to know him a little bit more. I just wanted to ask him some questions. Uh, it went a little further. We uh, ended up in a relationship and then eventually engaged and married. Uh-huh. So I'm, I'm skipping a lot just to get right to the point. But what I did... But I, what, what, what is exciting is you yeah. really don't know who are who whom the the people you, that you're meeting now you yeah you were just engaging with him because because of the business and yeah that, and suddenly got engaged and got married yeah well <laughs> almost <laughs> not quite suddenly but yeah it it you know that was interesting because i i just i was new in business uh-huh. and you're right you don't know who you're ma- who you're meeting uh, you don't know anything about that person until you spend a little bit more time with them. And that's not just, um, you know, a romantic relationship. That's friends mm-hmm. uh, or business acquaintances and, you know, and, and colleagues. You don't really know, including employees as well, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, or staff members. <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, I got to know him. I asked him some questions about sales and marketing because I, I was excited about the career and that industry and, and he was um, very well versed in that industry, and he was um, well known, well known for his ability to be able to close sales. Mm-hmm. And so I was able to get some pointers, and I learned a lot. Um, but at the same time, he was actually interested in me. I just wanted some professional information, but he was really interested in me. And I figured, well, why not go on a couple of dates and so forth, and you know, spend some time, enjoy, have some social time. Um, and what ended up happening is it did become um, a relationship and um, he actually expressed how he was disappointed that I was did not have an interest in him. Oh. And I felt responsible 
which was a mistake, but responsible for his feelings. And so in the feeling responsible for his feelings and um, I wanted to not hurt him or have him to feel hurt. So I, you know, continue to, you know, to, to go out and, and date him. And we were having enjoyable times and sharing different times. And a lot of, I was interested, a lot of things that I was interested in doing, he also was interested. So I thought. <laughs> so eventually it went into a, um, uh, we, we dated for, uh, uh, was it four, for six years, actually. We dated for four years. Oh my. Yes, four years. And then we uh, got engaged for two, two and a half years and then married. So we were married for 18 years uh, and a total of 24 years. And I discovered in that all of a sudden, because he showered me with gifts and, and all these um, uh, adorations and and appreciations and just elevated my um uh, my thoughts of myself, I already felt that I was um, great and good enough. My confidence level was high and uh, he just supported that. And then all of a sudden, all of the praise and the um, uh, the excitement about me as a person and my value uh, just disappeared in his eyes or, or you know, on, and how he treated me. And so um, I was, I was, I was shocked actually. And what I really wanted, I wanted all of that back because, you know, it felt great. It felt good. I thought this was a good relationship. I felt like it was the, the best relationship that I ever had. And that I've actually felt sorry for any other person or any other woman because they didn't have the kind of relationship I had. So I thought, <laughs> I mean, it, I was, I was more than the queen. I was beyond the queen. I was like, it's like, it's honestly like you're, you're already have heaven on the seventh, I know seven on the heaven. What do you call that phrase? Seventh heaven. Yeah. Seventh heaven. <laughs> Something Whatever like Whatever it's called. Yes. Yeah. I was, yeah, here I have been elevated so high and, um, and, and, you know, I didn't have such an ego and, but, you know, it just, it feels good when someone celebrates you, somebody honors you, somebody puts you on a pedestal. And so that's, you know, I enjoy that. Everyone wants to be appreciated, wants to be valued um, and wants to feel love and wants to feel important. And so all of a sudden he took that away. And then, like I said, I, I, I was rushing and, 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 scrounging, really trying to get this love back, this attention, this adoration back, and it just did not happen. And then there was, it, may, not may only ask, was, may I oh, ask yes. one question? Yes. What happened? Why there was a sudden change? So what happened was I was actually being, I did not realize, but I was being set up um, as what is called narcissistic supply. And so by him taking away all of the goodness and the greatness from me, um, it was to control me, to manipulate me, and to be able to get from me what he wanted to get, which is what um, a person with um, narcissistic, uh, nar a person who has, uh, yeah, narcissistic personality disorder, what is what they tend to do. And but so it was not shown when he was courting you. 
No, no, it was it was not shown in my eyes, but it actually hindsight you can look back. I can look back and see this is part of the ammunition of a narcissist. It's called grooming, uh, gaslighting. They give you an uh, an impression or opinion and build you up uh, with the intentions of tearing you down. And the purpose of them tearing you down is so that they can make themselves feel great, feel good, feel awesome. They Their esteem is so low, it's below low, that they have to take someone um, who is successful, who is accomplished, who has a lot of uh, uh, good things uh, about them, or who has a high position, uh, someone that's in on a on a platform or on a plateau, and they have to tear them down in order to make themselves feel good. Because when they have torn that person down, that makes them feel that they have power, oh. and so. And and so that's what happened with uh, with my experience uh, in that marriage. But I had a memory, Cynthia. I had a memory. Uh-huh. I thought I'm like I wasn't like this before, and I need to really think about how was I before I met this this person. And I went because I had a memory. You know, I, I have to share with you, I was, I, I happened to be, I was getting up one morning and, and in the bathroom, you know, we always in, went in front of the mirror and I looked in the mirror and I, and I was crying and I, my, I was saying, Sandra, you do not have to be this way. You are a good person. You always have been a good person. People always appreciate you. Why are you feeling this way? I was talking to myself in the mirror. And I even thought that something was wrong with me that I was talking to myself, but I was, it was, I was boohoo crying. The tears were just streaming and it was so painful. I felt so down and so low and so lowered. And in that, and I never forgot that, I remember that my, who I really was before I met this person and who I really believed that I was inside because I knew I was really a good person. And so with that, I, after I start, stopped the crying, I decided that I really am who I knew myself to be, which was a very good person. And so um, with that, the treatment didn't stop. He continued to degrade me, uh, attempt to degrade me, to downplay me or to devalue my importance. Um, and so what I had to do is I had to separate myself uh, really become an actress. I had to separate myself from what uh, he described me to be to what and who I truly knew I was and who God said I was. That's very important because I had to make a decision. I was in church as well. We both was in church. And I had learned what God says a godly woman is. And I had my own opinion about who I was, but what he, what God said I was, was even higher and better than, you know, um, than what I had described. So, uh, and thought myself to be. So I decided to accept what God said I was and, and that truth about me and live that. So the, like I said, the treatment continued. So I was living, it was almost like a a, a double life. My true reality of who I was, but in order for me to survive, I had to continue to play the role 
that he saw in his, you know, in his mind um, about me. So it got to a point where um, it was just unbearable. And I thought, my God, and, and I, you know what, Cynthia, I, I was a person that did not want to divorce. You know, I had mentioned earlier that my, um, my parents had divorced and both had remarried, but I did not want to experience that. I wanted to be a person that did not. And so that's why I was in that marriage for, you know, 18 years. I was in that for so long. And uh, so you know, my intention, I was continued to endure the, the, you know, the, the abuse, the, the treatment. And my, I asked the question, how is it that a person can be this way who says that you love me? Because what, what he said was love was not what I was receiving. And what God says is love and how you to treat a wife. God says it's in the Bible that you treat your wife like Christ treats the church. And I was not being treated that way. Mm -hmm. And so I decided, you know, I, you know, like I said, this, I uh, truly am a creation of God and, and his child. And I wanted to be treated that way. So I asked God, what is this? And eventually he revealed to me through a friend of mine at the time that what I was dealing with was what she called self-absorbed. Well, I happened to do a study on self-absorbed. And I kept seeing, that, and there was an extensive study overnight. Um, I kept seeing this word narcissism mm -hmm. while I was doing this self-absorbed study. I started at 10 p.m. and I went all the way until 11 a.m. the next morning. It was it was the next wow. day. It was overnight. I never did go to bed. <laughs> Just to uh, do because, that research. <laughs> yes, it, it was all online, and so and so. I, I decided, let me look, let me stop and pause and look at this word narcissism, because a lot of what I was reading about self-absorbed was actually what I was experiencing. But I said, let me pause. And so I, I you know, open up another window and look up narcissism. And it's not like what it is today. Today, they, there's a lot more talk about narcissism, but a lot of information was not out there like that. And um, at the time, Google was not even as prevalent as it is right now. Um, there were other search engines that were out there. And so uh, by doing this search and looking at narcissism, I discovered, oh my gosh, this is really what it was. I thought self-absorbed was, you know, it was touching on a lot of points. But narcissism and narcissistic personality um, disorder was what was happening uh, was what he had. So what it was, uh, Cynthia, it was a self-assessment test that I, that was out there. And, and, and I took the self-assessment test. And you know how you take a test and you, know, you may have 25 questions and all of the questions are wrong except for maybe one or two of them. Well, it was the opposite. I took oh. this test and all of them were right about if I was dealing with a narcissistic, um, or, or, or my spouse was an, or partner was a narcissist, all of them were right except for maybe two or three. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I had to take a moment, sit back and accept the fact that what I was dealing with was a person who had a personality disorder. That's what I was married to. Mm -hmm. And so when I accepted that truth, uh, which took which which takes a while in itself to accept the truth, because I had to realize and accept that I made a mistake. <laughs> you know, uh, I was already feeling down, 
And I had, and then I, I was brought down even further, but I also realized that I was God's child and I was who he really said I was. So I took that test, realized that, and then I started the search of finding out how can I help him? How can I heal him? How can I help myself? Because I remember, I did not want to get a divorce. I didn't want to experience divorce. And so um, there was no changing. It actually got worse. And so eventually- what you've learned? Trying to apply what you've learned from that? Oh, yes, yes. The more I applied what I learned, the worse it got. Because he started to see- he started to see that there were some changes. Yeah. So that's why I had to try to perform what he would see and then also be the, the really true you know, person that I was, the, the, the true person God said I was and, and the real person at the same time. I had to give him an image in order to protect my uh, sanity and my value and my self-worth. So, um, so what I did was... Um, it got to a point where uh, I sought counsel, uh, made a decision and I actually made, well, yeah, I did seek counsel. And um, I was basically told that, you know, I other men would be grateful to have had, you know, a wife like me. And um, I made a decision actually to separate and then eventually divorce. During the separation, it, it went on for about, um, it was three different separations. <laughs> oh uh, but the last time, you know, it lasted about two and a half, almost three years, uh, the last separation. And during that time, I was expecting and waiting for him to improve. There was no improvement, which I did let him know I was gonna move on and, um, and file for divorce. So I saw a counsel in the church and uh, my pastor at the time um, explained to me that I was in a stagnant place and I did not have to, I would not be able to do what God had called me to do or place me if I remained in that situation. So he gave me his blessings. I, I actually was in a conference with both him and his wife, but they were both um, uh, ministers. And uh, but they both gave me their blessings uh, that uh, that I had already made the decision. And the reason why he gave me the blessings is because he said that I had already made a decision that if there was improvement, that I could that I would reconcile, which I was I was I was willing to. But there there really was never any improvement. But he said in most cases when he's counseling couples about uh or a you know a spouse about um divorce they have to have forgiveness in their heart and be able to release them and be able to reconcile he said oftentimes what i said to him is what he would say to other couples so i was in line honestly i thought i was like i was being sent to the principal's office and i was going to be you know Mm -hmm. stay in the marriage and <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I was I was not expecting that uh, and regardless I still I just did not want to live in this kind of pain anymore so um um to make that the part of the story really short I moved on got divorced uh I remember coming out of the uh, the courtroom and you know they had those double doors that look remind you of saloon doors I remember bursting out the doors and saying I'm free I'm free. 
if only I could have had a video of someone, you know, uh, taping me coming out. But I, I remember busting out the doors, hands was out, and I said, I'm free when uh, the judge, you know, uh, awarded the divorce. And so, but, you know, healing still needs to continue to take place. It Just because you have um, a, a seal of divorce doesn't mean that the recovery and the healing from the narcissistic abuse has happened. And so I continue to uh, do things to improve myself, go back to things that I enjoyed, things that I liked, um, uh, celebrating other people, um, celebrating holidays. Uh, I went back to all of those things that were important to me. I went back to, and I enjoyed um, church and honoring and, and praising God and, and serving. And so, and I got an opportunity to do my um, and exercise my gifts, which is the reason why I was placed on the earth. One of them is teaching. That's my primary gift. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so all of those was healing for me. And then, uh, and having new friends and, and new people. And, you know, here's the other thing. People saw me suffering. This is the interesting thing. Mm -hmm. They saw me suffering. Family saw me suffering. Friends, so-called friends, saw me suffering. Um, people even in the church, they saw me suffering. Um, professionally, people in, you know, in associations and groups, they saw that uh, I was enduring, but they said nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was really disappointed about. I had to go through a period of forgiving them and then also forgiving myself. And so, um, and then of course, I, I did share that with them. I did let them know that you knew that I was suffering. And some of them I'll share with you, that particularly the church members, because they saw me most of the time, because I was in there probably three times or more a week. They said they didn't know what to say or how to say it, but they can see, they can see that my face was down and I looked down. And then all of a sudden, I looked like sunshine. Um, I even had one person um, who was a good friend in the church that told me that I looked like I was, um, uh, what, radiant? Mm -hmm. uh, what's that word that they call glowing? That's glowing, what it is. Yeah. They call women when, 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 when we get pregnant. Yeah, glowing. She said, you are glowing. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I released the narcissist. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was and I was recovering from it. So that's just sharing my story. And what I want to share with the audience, most of all, uh, and anyone else who happens to um, see this, is that if you're experiencing this abuse or any other kind of abuse, you can get out of it. You can recover from it. You can you can you can live again. You can experience it. I have a you can't see, but I have a sign. Um, picture frame of a sign that says choose happy and you can choose and I would suggest because I did choose to be happy make that choice make that choice for yourself choose happiness and choose to be happy and so that's what um that's what I would like to share with your audience and so you had mentioned something about my book I am writing a book I have to say it's taken uh longer than um than I had planned for it to take and that's because writing it was uh it was triggering at some times yes. i had to take a moment and take a pause but yeah it was triggering 
Um, people will say sometimes if it triggers, it means you have some unresolved issues. Well, yeah, I have not dealt with it uh, uh, in a while. And so seeing it again, it was like, oh my gosh, yes, I went through that. But the book is actually finished. It's in the editing phase and it, it will be coming out soon. So nice. I'm happy to share. Yes, I'm happy to share with you um, when that happens and so forth. And okay. and when it first comes out, I'm going to make it available. I'd like to be able to give your audience a free copy of it as well. well that's great. That's great. You know what, Dr. Sandra, you it brought back my map, what happened to me. I'm oh. a victim of domestic abuse. Yes. And uh, when you were sharing, so I was thinking, so probably he was, he was very nice. He was mm -hmm. a very good husband, a good father, but in terms of anger management, he's having difficulty handling it. And yeah. just like you, Philippines, we don't have any divorce. Yeah. We are really uh, based on religion. We were made a vow to be yeah to be with him through thickness uh, till death do us part yes and uh so i've committed 23 years oh my goodness uh-huh and uh he he was on two restraining orders the second one it was my daughter who initiated the call to the police officer and my son even mm -hmm. requested for a two-year permanent restraining order and then after four months, he died of a massive cardiac arrest. Mm. And then mm. uh, the worst part was we were blocked by his family because I was, according to them, I was the cause of his death. Yeah. So just like you, I was in fear. I was in my dark bubble for yeah. years. And I told my fear that I'll be judged. I'll be rejected. I was a failure as a mom and as a wife. And just like what you have shared in terms of your friends, mm -hmm. so-called friends, yeah, <laughs> I I have discovered the same thing. Yeah. I was, when I became, that's the reason why I became a life coach to help others also overcome those, uh, uh, to give, empower them that hey, there's really light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, approached by a friend that, uh, uh for more than forty years. Mm -hmm. me, telling me why do you have to share your story or what uh what's up uh, are you giving what would happen to the other party to the other family you're yeah. not showing respect and so on but in my book i never shared this is also my book i never no. shared <laughs> i never shared this details at home i only mm. mentioned domestic abuse and then blocked. Wow. And, the, and that's the thing. Uh, he, she already made some negative comments and it impacted me. So part of me manifesting what I want to manifest in life, being a messenger to other people, yeah. impacting others, other people, sometimes we have to disconnect, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no? Yes. Yes, exactly. We have to uh, yeah. cut the cord. And yes. those who are dragging us, the toxic people and so on, we have to cut. That's what I had to do. I had to do the same thing. Absolutely. Yeah. But it, it was, uh, we had the same thing, uh, how to heal ourselves. 
Yeah. In the uh, well, our well-being, taking care of our health and well-being, and mm -hmm. being active in church and so on, yes. uh, praying really hard, uh, getting in touch with other people, connecting more, and making yourself useful in terms of your gift, sharing it to other people, and that's what you're doing. Yeah. Oh my! Yeah. I could yeah. see my life with. <laughs> <laughs> probably that's the reason why we got connected <laughs> but look at you now look at you now you're a very strong person I you am thank you so many things and now you are impacting other people living a yes life. yes that's wonderful See? you know so many people if I can add this sure. I so agree with you um yeah, I, you know, what, what I wanted was someone to see, I wanted someone to validate what I was experiencing mm -hmm. and it just did not happen. And I decided because I got out of this and if I knew anybody who had this, that I will have this experience that I will definitely not keep my mouth closed. I will speak up and I will speak out. But one of the things they say is, you and, and particularly this particular type of abuse, abuse is uh, narcissistic abuse, is that you have to be, you can only speak to people who have experienced this particular type of abuse. Um, because other people just, they really don't understand. They mean well, but they just don't, they don't know, they don't conceive it. They say, oh, you'll get over it. And it's, mm -hmm. it's not like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it can take 10 or more years to recover from this type of abuse, uh, even longer. It depends on how long, if you had a very significant long relationship like I had and what you had, yes. Now I did not, a lot of people who experience narcissistic abuse will, I mean, uh, they experience physical abuse as well. They did not experience physical abuse. I experienced every type of abuse except for physical. So it was the emotional, it was the mental, it was financial. Um, it was social. It was all types of abuse, even religion. He used them as, as, as my spirituality and religion uh, in a way to try to control me. Okay. So, um, but the thing is, yes, you can smile again. You can recover. Yeah. You can get strong again. You can get strong. And uh -huh. so, exactly. and so, and strong so much so just to share with you, yes, I am married again. <laughs> I am. That was never the plan. I was not ah. intending. I didn't want to do that again, but yes. And ah. um, he is a gentleman and he supports me. Um, he is not a narcissist. Uh, some people say, well, how do you know? Oh, yes. I tested him. <laughs> you tested him. <laughs> I, I use that same test and <laughs> I, I test him quite a few times. I, well, I won't say quite a few times. I would say at least three times and since uh, uh, we've been uh -huh. you know, in my life. Um, he's been in my life. And uh, yes, each time he's failed the test. He's not a narcissist. <laughs> he deserves true happiness and yes. That's what I, I I always share with them. If you do good, the universe, God will give it back to you. The the person yes. who would love you really better, a lot, a lot better than before. And yes. uh, it's it's just a matter of being open again. And I'm glad you are open again to a relationship. 
Yes. And you know what? And you said something that was really key. If you could just ask God, he will give it to you. And he will. He, I asked for this particular gentleman. I asked for the gentleman that I'm married to, my husband. I asked for him. I asked for very specific things that I wanted in a man. And I got that and, and a whole lot more. Uh, uh, just a lot more. So yes, I am blessed. It is a blessing. And that's manifestation. When you ask, and that's you, you also need to learn how to listen to your inner voice, your yes. intuition, because yes. God always communicates with you through your inner voice. That's true. That ah, is very true. I'm so yeah. happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm really excited. Uh, and then another thing, when you when you mention about now you're free, the only for me, no, in my case, I could tell myself that I'm free because yes, forgiveness is another key thing. And yeah. you are able to share your story now. Unlike before, oh, yes. I'm I'm unable to share my story because of fear. Yes. That I'll be judged. But then mm -hmm. now we are doing this, sharing our yes. story to other people. That means we're free. Yeah. yeah, we are. And we, we deserve are. to live an, the life we love because G God is here. God gave us the gift and the talent for us to use to be shared so others can fit. Yes, and he has our destiny. He knows exactly where we're going. Yes. yes. <laughs> His plan for us. Yes. So now... Um, I what uh, I could see is you have already manifested what you want to manifest yes. relationship with a, with your husband <laughs> and then now being a successful uh, coach and um, business coach as well yes and, uh, and then uh, in terms of your career you you have been very successful now what are your current challenges with in terms of manifesting more what uh, in, in terms of for example what is your goal for the next 12 months so my goal for the next 12 months actually i am looking towards retirement <laughs> and traveling how young, how young are you <laughs> do i have to say no, no i mean because while i am um, i'm I, I, uh, I'm going to share it. I will wow. share it. <laughs> yes, I'm actually 65. Excuse so. me, 65? Yes. No, I am no. 65 Oh my. Right yeah. yeah, I can't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe that. And it's it's also nice, when I retired also from, the, from my previous uh, job, uh -huh. focus on this one, on uh, being a life coach, I told myself, I think I need... Uh, I need my my physical health, my physical activity, my energy. Yeah. Need to fulfill what I want to fulfill in life. Yes. And yes. what is God's purpose for me? And yeah. so now, why are you still uh, employed, or are you retiring from from what are you doing, or are you employed to another job? Or? So I I I'm self-employed. I'm okay. I uh, employ myself. And so um, my plan is to retire from the career that I have been um, working in. And, but I have to say, because so many people retire and then they go back into uh, the workplace or into a business. I love working. I enjoy working. 
And so when I say retire, I mean, uh, go through the process of officially, you know, um, filing and start to receive retirement. And then after that, you know, be at the eligible age to, um, so that, you know, what our country says that uh, is uh, accept acceptable for retirement. And then after that, so I just have about, about another year and a half, a little less than a year and a half. And uh, after that, I'm going to continue working. Oh, see? So, see? Yes, I'm going to continue because I, I enjoy working. So if it's volunteering or it's a supporting someone or if it is, a, you know, a small business that I can support others either in this area or any endeavor, um, I will I will definitely continue. I enjoy working, but I but my goal, yes, a lot more traveling, even if I make yeah. the traveling a business. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. But uh, I love cruising. Um, uh-huh. but I, I love exploring new places and new things and, and I enjoy learning. And so, yeah. So that yeah. means adding more balance into your life, not Absolutely. only working, working, working. You can enjoy your work because it's not really work. It's like a hobby for me. If, yeah. if, if what you're doing is you're enjoying what you're doing, then it's not for me. It's not work. It's fine. Yes. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> And I congratulate you uh, because you. me, I availed of my early retirement when I was 58 uh-huh. because I told myself, oh, I need to do, but not saying that I did not enjoy what I did before. I was an, an HR analyst at the World uh-huh. Bank, but then I think I can do more. Yeah. I can do more. And uh, I'm glad that uh, my director and my supervisors agreed. <laughs> but <laughs> look at what you're doing now. You're impacting people globally, not only uh, in a limited uh, number of people, but now spreading word are your message. Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm so happy. So you're retiring. But then uh, you will be, that means more fun things to do and uh, more uh, opportunities to impact other people because of what you're doing. Right. So I have to add with the retirement, it, it also, the retirement could very well be speaking as well, because I, I don't want to stop. I want, let me, let me just not do double negatives. I want to continue in yes. sharing this yes. um, uh, in this recovery. Yes. Because it doesn't matter what age. I met the narcissist when I was 29 years old. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and now at 65, I just want to be able to share other, share with others mm-hmm. um, as well. And I want them to know that they can recover from this. Yeah. Exactly. Because when, when we hear about retirement, for them, uh, you stop and you stop learning. But for, yeah. us, I mean, uh, for me, retirement is okay. We, ha- we had a chance to do what we can do, the nine to five job, but yeah. now doing what you want to do. Yes. More impact to yes. other people. Yes. Oh, that's it. <laughs> so, yes. What the, well, I don't know what, if you, if, is there a major roadblock for you to stop your retirement? I don't know. Are you already? Uh, uh, there's not I, a, I, no, there's not a major uh, roadblock. Um, there's a ma- well, yeah, that's a major roadblock. I'm not at the proper age yet. <laughs> we, call it that a, we call it that a roadblock. 
but no, I don't, I don't, I don't really see one. Um, I'm just going to continue working until then. Cause honestly, I consider we're uh, retiring at 62. My husband is retired, but I figured it was not necessary for me to retire because he was already retired. So, you know, I'll continue to my eligible age and which is like I say, in, in a, a year and a half, and then I'll continue, you know, um, mm -hmm. because the, other, they would the, say, the others would say, okay, I'll retire at this age and then okay, I will extend another year, another year. Right, right. Year. So uh, and now I could sense that you're really decided. <laughs> right. If I needed the retirement funds, then I would. But uh, right now I can continue to generate a lot more revenue if I do not retire. And mm -hmm. so, and I'm fine with, you know, with that. Plus um, I, I still yeah. do like working. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and if that... Because you're still making an impact. That's the thing. That's that's yes. our fire. Why we are yeah. still here. That's that motivates yes. us. So, Doctor Sandra, before we end, would you like to give a piece of advice um, to our listeners uh, in terms of manifestation, in terms of the lessons, the takeaway that the takeaway from you. So yes, um, the takeaway is, and and the and the lessons they can learn is, of what I really want them to know. I had shared it, um, just uh, I think a, a few moments ago, but I definitely want to share it again. That that you can live your dreams. You can do anything that you set your mind to, and the dreams that you have in the past. You can still do them just because they happen in the past and you put them aside, you set them aside and you say, oh, no, forget it. No, pick it back up and let's go ahead and let's get it, get it done. Go ahead and learn what the processes is, what it is that you need to do. Go after those dreams because there's this fulfillment and this joy and this happiness when you're doing something that you want to do whether it's gardening or is boating or fishing, whether it's climbing a mountain, whether it's having to visit, you know, the White House or anywhere. It's, it's you know, whatever it is that you want to do, that you enjoy doing. If you know that there's something that I always wanted to do, I always wanted to help people with literacy, people who do not know how to read. Um, and so, and that's something I'll probably would, will do in my retirement. I'm anything that you want to do. That's what I want to encourage you. Pick it back up. Take a moment, make a list, either on your phone or physically write it down, put it in a notepad or dictate it. And uh, the things that you you wanted to always wanted to do and do that again, choose to, to be happy, choose to uh, just enjoy those things and start to do all of them that you wanted to do. Ah, That's yeah. what I would like to leave them. I love it. Like, like but, you, Cynthia, you're doing it right now. <laughs> yes. And make sure when you list them, list them down, take that yeah. uncomfortable action. Yes. Actually yes. act on it. Not just a list, but yes, uh -huh. absolutely. I'm so glad you added that. Yes. Yes. Uh -huh. So Ed, would you like to share to our uh, listeners where they could contact you in terms of uh, if they need your services, if they need to... Yes, absolutely. So you can find me on social media. Just look up uh, Dr. Sandra Stansel. Uh, I am on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. I am on Twitter as well uh, and on LinkedIn. And if you just look up my name, uh, the handle is at Sandra E. Stansel. 
Uh, and you can just, it, you see the spelling of my name here displayed. And I'll be happy to uh, send you uh, information about the book and, and, and send you more information about, I have a new website coming out. And so it's not, um, I have a current one and I'm happy to give that to you so that you can just bit.ly, um, yeah, bit.ly slash and then Sandra Stansel. You can just go ahead and put that in there. That's the current one, but I do have another one that's gonna come out. Um, I recently received um, my doctorate um, wow. degree. And so I, I mean, I need a plan to start to have one that includes that as well. Oh, so okay. yes, but, yeah, but in all social services, uh, Sandra Stansel, just search, do a search on Dr. Sandra Stansel and you can find me. Wow. See what you have become after, <laughs> after what you have gone through. I'm so proud yeah. of you and I'm so happy, Dr. Sandra. And I, I and I wish you well for the, the, the next uh, journey, the next chapter of your life. And that's your retirement enjoying it with your husband now yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And pursuing your mission and yes. helping others again thank you so much and uh, it's an honor to have you as my guest dr sandra and uh, i wish you all the best and uh, for our listeners watch out again for our next episode thank you so much for tuning in have a blessed day